Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The danger in radio, and there is real danger. Because the danger is certainly someone can get annoyed with what you do. Someone can get upset with what you could do, what you what you talk about. Someone may want to attack you for it. I don't know. You might get Will Smith. But the real danger is that you can lose your job. You can lose your job for anything and for any reason. I often discuss the fact. That in doing the shows that I do, remember I do two shows a day, six hours a day. I also do the Eat, Drink, Smoke uh, radio show and podcast, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I I do a series of things. You guys know this. I'm not just one wrong subject away from being fired. I'm, I'm one wrong word away from being fired. I am one wrong description away from being fired at every moment. And really and truly... I don't know if you can find many other jobs that have this, this kind of reality. That every day it hangs over you. Never mind cancel culture, which of course does exist. But rather, this if this is your livelihood, if this is how you feed your family, you won't be able to. You'd have no ability to. Because once that job is gone, you got to pretty much believe that job will always be gone. At least that's true, I think, in most cases. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, that is the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the program. This is the story of Amber Athey. Now, I don't know Amber personally. I think we're connected on, on, on Twitter. Uh, Amber was recently hired as a radio host on WMAL. And in order to do this story, I, I must give a little bit of, of full disclosure. The, the morning host on WMAL is Larry O'Connor. I'm not speaking out of school. It is in the articles. The story has, has broken wide. It's, it's in the trades. I consider Larry O'Connor to be an absolute man uh, of distinction. I consider Larry O'Connor to be a mensch. I consider him a friend. And this conversation we are about to have is not about Larry O'Connor. The conversation we're about to have is about the ownership of the station, WMAL, Cumulus. Now, there is a rule about not talking smack about other radio hosts, not talking smack about other uh, uh, radio uh, stations, radio companies. You, you don't do that. You know, there, there's an expression, if you don't do a certain thing where you eat, and you don't tear down the industry. I share with you this story, not in an attempt to tear down the industry, but to discuss absolutely my fear within the industry. And the fear that talk radio in my lifetime and in my career's lifetime will be gone. It will disappear. It will be over. The story goes as follows, but I want to make sure I'm clear. Larry O'Connor, unbe- unbelievably good host, unbelievably a good host, and not the story of this conversation. The story of this conversation is the ownership 
at WMAL. Amber Athey was hired along with two other women as part of a rotating crew to work with Larry. Larry was a longtime morning host, uh, paired with with Brian Wilson as a team, and then solo, and then went to uh, afternoons and built that up into being uh, bringing back live and local uh, to to the station, and then back uh, to to mornings. And they kind of reconstructed, it seemed to me, outside of looking in their morning show, to bring in these women to bring in these other points of view and really kind of fill it out, I guess, in, in, in their view. Kind of a bold move. Amber Athey, uh, who is in, in her 20s, uh, was one of the people that was hired. And you can find this article over at spectatorworld.com. I was fired for a joke about Kamala Harris's outfit. And this is true. She had posted a tweet during the State of the Union address, poking fun as she writes about it at Vice President Kamala Harris's outfit. Kamala Harris was wearing a brown pantsuit. I had forgotten that she was wearing such a thing. She was wearing a brown pantsuit and put out a tweet that had 989 likes as of right now. It said, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. All right, I'll tell Amber uh, point blank. Not my favorite tweet. I don't think, I just, I just, I, I, I thought it was the low-hanging fruit. Brown, UPS, I, I wonder if I went back, go ahead, Producer Ari, uh, search it up for me. Producer Ari, if you don't know him uh, there, uh, search up for me, uh, uh, Tony Katz, UPS. Do it Under now. My na- right, and, and see if I've ever said anything about UPS employee, because I would also be low-hanging fruit. Like, shame on me. Shame on me. So that was the tweet. Now you're clean, bro. Ah, there it is. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Question mark. Nothing good, comma, apparently, period. Now, as she notes, there's nobody who had a problem with the tweet whatsoever. Nobody responded to her with an issue with the tweet. The tweet was there. It was done. A few days later, she spoke critically of protest in favor of quote-unquote trans kids, meaning... Uh, transgender, uh, at the University of North Texas. And as she puts it, a group came after her. And all of a sudden, the Kamala tweet was being reframed as racist. And dozens of Twitter accounts were bragging about contacting my employers about my bigotry. This is Amber Athey talking about the story. Now, as somebody who has not experienced that part of it, who's been on other parts of it, I know what this is like. Um, did they or did they not accuse me of mocking the stutter of President Biden, who it turns out doesn't stutter? I mean, he talked about stuttering as a kid. He doesn't stutter as an adult. What did I say on Fox News? I said that this was during the debate with, with President Trump, right, running for president, and they were going to shut off the microphones and uh, how they were going to shut off uh, Trump's microphone so we wouldn't be able to hear Trump interrupting, but Biden could still hear Trump interrupting, and he's going to interrupt him and interrupt his train of thought. And I said, is that what you want, a stuttering Joe Biden? Now, I have argued that I could have said it much cleaner. I, I'm a trained professional. You don't always have your best day. Making fun of his stutter was a radical, ridiculous thing for people to say. But that does not stop. That does not stop at all people from wanting to attack. And they did.
So here it is them accusing me of, of making fun of, of Joe Biden's stutter. And I got back in kind about 20,000 tweets calling me fat and beaver toothed. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was, me- dude, it was messed up. Yeah, I remember that day. It was, and that, by the way, that's it. That is the key, Ari. It lasted a full 24 hours, maybe 27. And then everything went away. Just went away. But I immediately contacted the station. I'm like, this has happened. This is where we're at. I'll I'll talk to any sponsor. I'll talk to anyone. Boom. Was I supposed to explain to these people that my younger brother, David, stuttered every day until he died? Was I supposed to go over with them at that level of my personal life? And the answer was no. Someone call me fat and beaver tooth? I don't give two dams about that guy. Screw him. Doesn't mean anything to me. Delete, delete, block, block. Didn't lose any sleep. Was just sorry that my my station was in any way bothered. But Amber Athey, they decided to go after this 20-something young woman. WMAL brings her in after hosting the show a week after the media meltdown. She does the show just like she's supposed to. But later that day, she gets a phone call from the vice president of Cumulus Washington, D.C. and the vice president of Human Resources, letting her know that the tweet she sent out about Kamala Harris was racist. Now, let me give you the tweet again. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. You see, if you want it, if you're a hateful garbage person, you think that Brown refers to her skin color. But if you know what she's wearing in the brown pantsuit, and you already see her, uh, Amber, describing her as a UPS employee, you know that it's a takeoff on the UPS slogan. Again, I would tell Amber, I don't know her. I would tell Amber, eh, not funny. You could do better. But still, not racist. However, she gets fired. There was no opportunity, as she says, to defend herself. They did not speak to anyone at the program, according to Amber Athey, before handing down their decision. Now, I will, I will, I will leave the, the rest there, and you can find it at spectatorworld.com. This is exactly how close... Every radio host you know and you like, you love, you listen to, you quote, you share, you disagree with. This is how close they are to being fired at all times, myself included. Very possibly for engaging this conversation. Now, I I will tell you that I have nothing but outrageous, outrageous respect for my executive producer and for my program director. And, and I work in, in a place that I think would ask me questions about things more than wanting to fire me for saying things. Like, hey, explain what it is you're going for here. Right? I could see that. And I will also tell you uh, that I have never, ever, ever in all my time in Indianapolis, I have never received a note saying I can't say something. Twice I have been uh, told stop. 
I'll give you the two times. The first, I was talking about a local deli in Indianapolis called Shapiro's. Brian Shapiro, great guy. Shapiro's, lovely deli. They don't have whitefish salad. What kind of deli doesn't have whitefish salad? My gosh, we're just, we're just giving up on Jews all over the place. We don't have whitefish salad. This is nuts. According to the owner of the company, Jeff Smullyan, he sends me, he, he, he says, Tony, give me a call. Okay. You never told be- me this. Oh, my God. I never told you the story, Ari? No. True story. I give him a call. Jeff, what's going on, Jeff? I figure I'm looking for a new job. He goes, you got to do me a favor. I said, what can I do for you? You got to stop talking about Shapiro's Deli. Why? Because Brian called me. Nobody buys the whitefish salad. If they get it, it'll go bad. <laughs> give him a break. Oh, my God. Is that seriously what happened? True story, so help me God. Wait, what's the second time? True story. Okay. The second time... If, if David Wood is, is in the building, my program director, he, he will vouch for this story. I was, I was, I was in the building. I was, I was doing the morning show, and my computer didn't work. And I was just infuriated about it. And I was complaining like hell that this computer wasn't working. Oh, I and know. I got a text. What, the only time I've ever gotten a text from David yeah, during I, the show. I know exactly what he said. Shut the F up up that's right that is a true story so help me god and i was like all right i'll get into this with him later and what he did is he explained to me tony people are going to work their car broke down their kids causing them a problem their boss is driving them crazy their computer at work doesn't work they don't want to hear about your problems they want you to help them with their problems stop David Woods is a smart guy. He was right. Oh, he was totally right. A hundred percent. Those are the two times in my life I have ever had anybody say anything about what I say, except maybe for, hey, explain what was going on with this. And then nothing ever came from it, right? And that doesn't often uh, happen. But I am seconds away. Seconds away from being fired. And every radio host is seconds away from being fired. And this story about Amber is the story of how perilous radio is. About how perilous this industry is. About the importance of stations standing up for their talent. I won't argue that there are reasons to say goodbye to a host. I know hosts who lost their jobs for saying things on Twitter about, for example, David Hogg when he was still a high school student. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, you know what? Some of the things said were absolutely awful. Some of them were violent. You're going to lose your job for that. That's not our argument. The argument is you could say to Amber, hey, don't say things like that on Twitter. You can make that argument as an employer. But to fire her for it because a group of radical people on social media are trying to destroy any conservative, including young women, that they could find, that's a dangerous moment. I think it's a real moment for the industry to look at itself and ask itself, what is it that it's doing? What is it that it's saying? The idea of a group of people sending out a lot of tweets is not the idea of an audience. And if the answer is just fire them, may I ask where you get a bench of people who become the future talk show hosts? 
Where are those people if you're just going to excommunicate them from the possibility of a future? How do you how do you have a future of talk radio? If you have talk radio engaging from a position of fear and reactionary moves as opposed to thoughtfulness, which could still sometimes lead to someone losing their job. We're not going to say no to that. The story is very, very concerning. The story might very well be what they, what they uh, refer to in the, in the business as a teachable moment for, for radio. This moment should cause program directors and, and owners to rethink what it is they're about and the need to protect hosts and recognize the serious from the unserious and how you engage and how you train and how you, how you work with people. And also accepting the fact that off, uh, an, an, an off-putting joke is not necessarily a bigoted joke. It's only the future of free speech that we're talking about. You know, nothing serious. If you head over to rumble.com, rumble.com slash Tony Katz, I will put uh, the link in the story for you so you can see it for yourself. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz.